Do you actually even need a weekend? Well, according to one of the most successful and popular business owners and content creators today, Alex Hormozzi, weekends are for the mediocre masses. Oh, you knew we had to discuss this. Let's unpack it. Welcome back to The Graham Cochran Show, where each week I'm helping you uncover your uniqueness to create more money, margin, and meaning in your life. I'm your host, of course, Graham Cochran. So good to see you. Thanks for listening in. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or if you're watching here on YouTube, I'm grateful to have some of your time today. Uh, we're going to dive right in. Um, the first thing I'm going to say is, I don't know if you follow Alex Hermosi. You totally should. He's a brilliant thinker and business owner, and he has just dominated the content game and has put out so much incredible information. I'm actually, I'm reading one of, rereading one of his books, $100 million offers this year in my 52 book challenge. It's an incredible read. I recommend it to everybody. Um, so that book at the very least, probably his, his newest book, $200 million leads will be in the challenge this year. But if you're in business, his, his books are a must read. Uh, and also, uh, I don't know Alex personally, but I've had his wife, Layla, on the podcast. You should check out that episode or video here. I'll link to it as well. Um, Layla Hormozzi runs the companies with Alex. She's the CEO. She's really operating the entire organization um, at acquisition.com. And she was not only brilliant in person, but so um, self-aware and so transparent and just down to earth. It was pretty inspiring. And I really, really enjoyed my conversation with her, especially if you're managing a team or thinking about managing a team, um, or if you are running a business with your spouse, some cool conversational threads we had there in that episode, which I'll link to in the show notes below. Um, but so all, all I want to say is I, I love the Hormoses. I don't, I don't know Alex personally, and I've only had one conversation with Layla. Um, so I'm not picking on them, but we have to talk about his statement because it's it's fascinating and it's not it, it could have been anybody that posted this, but this is a real conversation that, that's happening. So it's like if anybody posted, I would have addressed it as well because uh, I I have had an interesting front row seat to two sides of this conversation, um, and it's fascinating to me that this is even a conversation. So um, Alex posted this a couple of weeks ago on um, Instagram slash threads. I think it was a threads post. He says, quote, I'm sure this will piss off certain people, but you don't need a weekend. He put need in quotes. The concept is barely 100 years old. It's a modern invention. What you really need is work. You don't need a weekend from. You'd be amazed how much faster you get to your goals when you don't go backwards 104 days per year. Contrary to what the mediocre masses will tell you, weekends can also be for work. Now, there is a lot to unpack there. Um, and let me just say, this is a great uh, example of how to get people to pay attention to you and to talk. I, I think you should have um, contrarian points of view. Uh, my friend Rich Litvin says, I think you should have provocative and spiky points of view. I like spiky as a word. And this is great. So I just from a meta, like if I'm looking at a guy as a content creator, this is a brilliant post to dissect um, and see why it's so effective and why Alex is so effective. But uh, but the way the reason this works for him is that I think he genuinely believes this. I don't think he's just like, hey, this will piss people off and get a conversation started on the internet and create a firestorm. I think this is genuinely what he believes. So I want to react to this 
uh, we need to unpack this because there's a lot in here that I think is is uh, way off, to be blunt. And then I think there's one thing in here that I think is really, really worth uh, in agreeing with. So let's just go down uh, the line. He says, the concept of the weekend is barely 100 years old. Um, what he's referring to is in the early 1900s, the early 20th century, you know, you, you got to imagine workers were in factories. We had an industrial revolution that had been happening. And so you've got a lot of Americans at the time working in factories where it was dangerous, where the hours were very long. Um, we're talking 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Uh, and it, they weren't the best working conditions. And so you had two massive influential powers that made a change to the modern American work week, which at the time was 50, 60 plus hours. You had the U.S. government, but really you had Henry Ford of the Ford Motor Company, who did something very innovative and provocative at the time as he created or capped his, his employees' work hours to 40 hours. He said, I think 40 hours is, is enough. We need, you know, our employees should come in for 40 hours. Um, that's eight hours a day, Monday through Friday. And that way they can have eight hours to work, eight hours for leisure or be off of work and then sleep eight hours, and then they get the weekends off. And weekends, let's be fair, have been around for longer than 100 years. I mean, really, it's an American concept because, you know, you had Christians celebrating, uh, you know, the Lord's Day on Sunday. You had Jews celebrating the Sabbath day on, on Saturday. We'll get into that in a second. Um, and so it's kind of been an American thing. But, well, we'll give, we'll give everybody both days. So if you're Jewish or Christian, you can, you can have the whole weekend. But really what I think he's referring to, I'm guessing, I don't know, I haven't talked to Alex about the 100-year-old concept is really when the 1910s, 1920s, Ford Motor Company is like, we're going to institute a 40-hour work week. And they worked on some legislation with the U.S. government, and the U.S. government put in some labor laws to kind of create and codify a 40-hour work week. We won't get into it. But that I'm guessing that's what he's referring to, is like, we've got about 100 years of this being the norm uh in a lot of you know industries in America, which interestingly enough, now people work more than ever. So we, we've swung back, like people worked a ton and then you had early 1900s, 40 hour work week. And then now we're just working around the clock all the time. Even employees or entrepreneurs, I should say, working around the clock. So I, I don't think it's really a hundred year old invention, but let's, I'll give it to him. If the weekend in his words are a hundred year old invention, that's fine. But you know what? Taking the concept of taking a day off every single week is thousands, thousands of years old. The idea of taking time off every week is thousands of years old. This goes back to the Sabbath day that God instituted with his people, the Jews, way back in the Old Testament. We're talking Deuteronomy for sure, uh, but you see it, it modeled at the very beginning of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, in the very first chapter of the Bible, Genesis 1, where God creates everything in six days, and then he rests on the seventh day. Not because he needs to. He's the God of the universe. But as a model, right, for us to follow. And, and the, the scriptures are clear for you know Jewish culture, and it applies to Christian culture as well, because um, Jesus, who instituted Christianity, was a Jew, and we kept, it, kept all that good stuff. Six days you should work, one day you should rest. Okay, so just I wanted to point out the idea of working hard for five or six days and taking a day or two off on the weekend is thousands of years old. This is not a modern invention. So disagree there. Um, 
Then let's let's jump forward to what he says. Uh, I'm going to do the two things I disagree with, and I'm going to tell you the thing I do agree with 100%. He says, you'd be amazed at how much faster you get to your goals when you don't go backwards 104 days per year. Okay, this is one of the most ridiculous statements I've ever heard. Uh, of course, if you work every day, if you work 365 days instead of 160, you know, 261 days or whatever it is like that he's saying like if you take back your weekends you add 104 extra days you could work well of course if you think like that and you believe that human beings including our yourself is just a freaking machine and this whole game is all about inputs and outputs and then yeah you should not only work 365 days a year you shouldn't sleep either because do you know how many how much more productive, how much faster you would get to your goals if you didn't sleep and you just worked 24 hours a day, 365 days a week? Like, if you were a machine, that's how you would think. Yeah, why would we turn the machines off two days a week? That's really counterproductive. It's, it's really inefficient. We could get a lot more done if we kept the machines running seven days a week. And then why are we turning the machines off after eight hours or 10 hours a day? Let's keep those machines running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We would get to our goals faster. Well, there's two major problems here. One, we are not a machine, which we'll get, I'm going to move on to in just a second. Like you are not a machine. So you cannot think about yourself in the, the terms that he's talking about, like how many days you work, just work more days and you'll get there. You're, the quality of your days are not the same. Not all days are equal. You work 24 days straight. The quality of your work on day 24 is not the same as the quality of your work on day one. And you know that in a microcosm of a day. Even if even if you work eight hours a day, which is a reasonable workday, and you're not talking about a long workday, even an eight-hour workday, you and I both know that not all those hours are created equal. Some days you're in the flow, you're caffeinated well, you're well-fed, you're well-rested, you're well-recovered, and you get maybe eight amazing, fully productive days or hours, excuse me, in a day. But you and I both know on a typical workday, you probably have a zone. There's probably your zone where you're like crushing it. And for you, you might it might be the first three hours of your workday. It might be, hey, I'm a little sleepy the first couple hours, but by 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm like for 10 to two and I'm like, crushed. those are my four hours. But, but we also know there's also that zone in the day where you're like, hmm, I kind of want to check YouTube or Instagram again, or like, I, I just... I'm circling around in this inbox and I just can't seem to commit to a task. That happens to all of us. We don't actually have eight even good hours in a day in us. My theory, and this isn't proven by science, but my theory anecdotally for myself and clients and what I see is that we have about four good hours a day. So we even know in a microcosm that not all your hours are created equal. So not all your days are created equal and certainly not just work every single day. You're not a machine, you're a human. Second point to this is the goal is wrong. The goal here, you'd be amazed how much faster you get to your goals when you don't go backwards under four days. The goal is not speed. That's not my goal. I don't believe the goal of your work should be, here's your goals, income, impact, influence, whatever you want to build. The goal shouldn't be, how can I get there as fast as possible? That is such an American mentality that I think that's a modern invention. I think Getting to your goal as fast as possible is a modern invention. I don't think that's the human way. Speed has never been the human way, right? The greatest works of art, the greatest buildings of architecture, the great cathedrals, the great 
you know, Sistine Chapel paintings, like the great books ever written. They weren't like, how, what's the, how can I get to my goal as fast as possible? Let me get through the Sistine Chapel painting as fast as freaking possible. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to take weekends. I'm not going to sleep because I got to get this thing painted quick so I can cast that check. That, that was not the way. Building the temple in Jerusalem, building the pyramids, building Notre Dame, like none of these things were like, how can we build this as fast as possible? Of course, nobody wanted to build it as slow as possible, but it was about excellence and quality and craftsmanship. This whole idea of speed is such a modern invention. Like that's the modern invention. So if we're talking about what's what's really a good play versus what's a made up, we're just in like the infancy of this idea I would say the infancy of the idea we're in is speed. The, you should have your goal. And then the next thing is get there as fast as humanly possible. That's such, that's what's killing us in all areas of life, right? Not just business, but that's not the goal. If that is your goal, then I can see how you'd look at like, well, why would you take two days off? But again, we're not machines, but that's not the goal. The goal is sustainability in all areas of life. But let's just talk about business. That's what he's talking about. The goal isn't how fast you grow your business. The goal is how sustainable can you grow your business? You don't want to build a business that flames out. You don't want to build a really bright, shining star that then burns out quickly, right? Businesses have a half-life and the faster you get to your peak, the faster you burn because it's not sustainable. Like the, the people that I think make the most money and have the most impact and the most legacy stay in business for decades. The only way to stay in business for decades is to build a business model that is sustainable. And there's a lot of different ways this can look. Sustainability isn't prescriptive. The way I run my business is not the same way you should run your business. My business is different than a Chick-fil-A or an Apple or your business. But all of us in our businesses should be fighting for what can be sustainable so that I can continue to show up and continue to crush it for decades because that will allow me to serve people longer. That will allow me to have enough time to really even figure out my offers and figure out myself and hire the right team, fire the team. Well, I wasn't the right team. Now I got to get the new people. Like you just need time. And if you skip weekends, you ain't going to make it. You ain't going to make it. So again, the goal is sustainability, not speed. And weekends are thousands of years old, not 100 years old. Um, I'll tell you the one thing I agree with him on, and then I'm going to give you five reasons why you should take off for weekends. Hey, friend, we'll get back to the episode in just a moment. Real quick, I hope you're enjoying the episode. And if so, please share it with somebody that needs to hear this episode today. It would mean so much to me. Also, I want to give you a gift for hanging out with me today. I want to give you my free million-dollar life-giving business formula on-demand training. Inside of this less than 60-minute training, it will help you uncover your uniqueness to build a seven-figure boutique brand without burning out. This is some of my favorite material. These are the things that I'm taking my private clients through, but I want to share them with you in this free training. So if you've already built your business, but it's not giving you life, it's taking life from you, this is the training for you. It's absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash lifegiving. That's grahamcochran.com slash lifegiving, all one word, and you can register for your spot right there. Now back to the episode. The one thing, the only thing that I agree with Alex on on this post, and I agree with a lot of what Alex says, not everything, but I think he's brilliant. Um, 
I like this line. What you really need is work you don't need a weekend from. I think this is not 100% accurate, but I I believe I'm reading the spirit of this statement. I 100% agree that if you if you live in a business or in a work environment where like I just can't wait for the weekend. Like that song everybody's working for the weekend. If you're working for the weekend, you're in the wrong business. 100%. I will stand by Alex for that every single day of the week. Like if you're in a job that you're like I just my 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 happiest moments are the weekend because I really don't like the work I do or the people I work with. I don't believe in the product they sell or the mission of this company find the closest exit door and run. And if, it, if it's not that fast for you to be able to exit, make a plan today to, to a bridge from where you are to where you want to be. Like get serious, like make this the year you get the heck out and either find a better job or even better yet, create your own work, go into business for yourself. It is easier now than ever. I have a bajillion resources here. Alex does too, like just do it. If you're in business already, you have a business and this is what I find with my clients a lot, especially the successful ones especially the successful ones, is they've built something that works. They have offers that are printing money and that people love, and they are, they're very successful. They're doing six figures, multi-six figures, seven, sometimes multi-seven figures, sometimes eight, and they are working for the weekend. It happens. Only now, they're not going to make a change because of fear of what if I'm not successful at a different thing because I'm used to this income level and this lifestyle, because what will people think? I was the successful this one thing. How could I quit this? I mean, this is a real deal. I wrestled with this when I, when I walked away from a $1.2 million a year online business that was just taking me five to 10 hours a week to run in the recording revolution. I was at the peak of the mountain and I was like, this isn't for me anymore. It took me three years to get honest with myself about that and finally start something new. But I was even working for the weekend and it was successful, but I was afraid of what people would think. Oh, poor you, Graham. You don't like your million dollar a year business that doesn't take you a million hours to run. Like I feel so bad for you. I was afraid of being judged because it's, you know, I was afraid that I, I, I was a fluke. Like what if I can't replicate this success and should I really walk away from the thing I'm successful for? A lot of reasons why successful people will stay trapped in something longer than they should. But if you find yourself in that situation and your business isn't life-giving, this is something I talk about all the time, you need to build a life-giving business, not a successful one, a life-giving business, a business that gives you life. If that's what Alex is saying, I agree with it. You should build a business, create work that you actually love Monday through Friday or whenever you work. You're like, this is so fun. You shouldn't build business or work that you really need to want to take a weekend from like, I got to get out of this. Now, I do believe that you still need a weekend. I also think you should want a weekend. And I'm going to give you five reasons or five reasons why, but I just want to agree with Alex on this one point is that 100%, if you don't like your work, you should change it. And here's the great news. You actually can. Like That's why I exist is to help people enjoy their work. Because here's the, the funny thing. When you love your work, Oh man, you're going to be more successful. My friend John Gordon says it perfectly. If you love the process, you'll love what the process produces. So if you love the process of your work Monday through Friday, you will love the results you're going to get, meaning it's going to be successful. You're going to make money. You're going to have impact. But if you don't love the work, if you don't love the process, you're not going to be successful anyway. So why are you even in it? Okay. 
Is this, I hope this is resonating with somebody. Feel free to disagree. That's totally fine. Let me give you five quick reasons of why you need to take off weekend. I can't even believe I'm giving you reasons of why you need a weekend, but can we just put a pin in this for two seconds and just talk about the insanity, the freaking insanity that is our world right now that I'm having to have a podcast episode to tell you you should take a weekend and not only tell you that I think you should take weekends off, but I'm going to give you five reasons why that I felt stupid even writing down because they're so obvious And they've been so long held for thousands of years, but our world is so stupid that we've lost our freaking minds and we're like, no, we shouldn't take off weekends. We shouldn't take off for vacation. That now I have to be the guy saying, uh, we should. And I have to convince you now that you need to take a weekend. So I can't even believe I'm having to do this, but here we are. Five reasons to take off on weekends. Number one, so you can spend time with your family. I don't, I don't know how else to explain this, but if you have a significant other at the very least, and especially if you have children, or even if you have parents or a brother and sister or cousins or anybody you're related to, you probably should and probably want to spend time with at least some of them. Maybe not all of your family members, and that is okay, but when else are you spending time with them? You spend more time with your coworkers, your colleagues, your team members, and your business partners than you do with your family. Why would you, that's already if you take weekends off. Why would you want even less time with your family? What is the point of life? It's to be with the people you love. My kids are in school. I'm working. If I worked on weekends too, I wouldn't really spend any time with them. And we don't even have to do anything fancy, but just sit with them, have a lunch with them. Like this last weekend, we took down all the Christmas decorations and the Christmas trees and everything. That that's not fun. (laughs) Like nobody in my family likes to do that. Maybe my wife, she likes to clean that stuff out. But we were together. We were together. When I was putting bins up in the attic, I'm sweating and my daughter's taking their trees down. And here you go, Dad. Like we're we're together. That's what life's about. So number one reason to take weekends off is to spend time with your family. I can't even believe I just said that. Number two to rest your body and mind. Friend, again, going back to what I said earlier, you're not a machine. You need rest, especially if you want to do great work. But if you just want to live a long life, you need to rest, right? So every action has an equal and opposite reaction. If you work hard, the reaction is you're going to downshift hard at some point. You can delay it and you can cover it up with caffeine and stimulants, uh, but... At some point, your body's going to have that equal and opposite reaction. And the harder you push it, the harder the reaction is going to be in the opposite direction. That's when people blow their adrenal glands. That's when people lose their freaking minds. That's when people snap and say things that they can't take back because they're just under rested physically. And then their mind's under rested. So don't actually underestimate the mind component, especially the kind of work we do today. A hundred years ago when Henry Ford was like, let's have a freaking 40-day work week cap so that my employees can rest, it was from physical labor. He was like, they're going to die at a young age because they're working hard in these factories and on the assembly lines. We need to protect their bodies. And that was the work in the 1910s, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. A lot of the work was physical labor. Well, friends, since the 70s and 80s, like, and certainly since the internet age, most of our work, many of us, and forgive me if this isn't you, but a lot of work has shifted to informational work, mental work, mind work. I, 
I'm not physically exhausted because I sit at a desk in a comfortable chair talking to a little black dot speaking into this microphone. Um, I'm not physically using my body. That's why I have to go to the gym and work, work out. But I am using my mind. I'm concentrating as I come up with content. I'm coaching clients, right, where I'm, I'm really listening. Even in this moment, I'm, this is a form of public speaking. I am, it's a, on a stage, it's a performance. I'm speaking, I'm concentrating. I'm not physically tired, but I'm mentally tired. And I need to flush my mental, my brain and like rest my brain on the weekends so that I can be mentally sharp. So I can't even believe I'm saying this, but the second reason you need a weekend every weekend is to rest your body and your mind. Number three, so you can spend time with your friends and spiritual community, okay? So your family, hopefully you live with at least your immediate nuclear family, so you do get to see them throughout the week. Weekends are the opportunity to spend even more time with them, but a lot of times we don't do a good job as adults hanging out with our friends, and so I find that weekends are a great time to have friends over for dinner or go see a movie or go to a football game, or for us, we like to go downtown downtown Tampa to the area called Armature Works, which is this, you know, all these uh, restaurants and there's lawns and there's music and, and, and there's bars and there's the river and there's downtown. It's like the hot spot in Tampa to hang out outside. It's like, let's go meet downtown at Armature Works. Like that's, that's when I see my friends is on the weekends. If we do something together, Friday nights or Saturdays or Saturday nights, and then your spiritual community, like you know what's a hundred-year-old invention? Talking about hundred-year-old inventions. A hundred-year-old invention is the idea that we don't need God and we don't need a spiritual community. How's that going for us? It ain't good. Mental health, loneliness, suicidal tendencies, like everything, the stats are only going down. We're only getting sicker in our minds. We're only even more lonely than ever before. And this isn't because of the internet. The internet only made this faster, but this is because we have walked away from our spiritual institutions. If you're Jewish, if you're Christian, if you're Catholic, if you're Muslim, like what, whatever it is, we've walked away from it in America, at least many people, we don't need God. We don't need spiritual institutions. The church is blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, there's a lot of churches that are doing some stupid stuff and a lot of churches that don't represent the God that they say they claim to worship. But you know what? Even if you took away the religious nature of it, of the faith component of it, which is hard for me, but let's just even rip that away. You know what we're taking away by, by leaving the church and leaving the synagogues and leaving your place of worship is you're taking away community. You're taking away a safety net. You're taking away being known and knowing others in your local community. There was a time for thousands of years where people all over the world gathered together as a community not family members only, not friends only, but people you don't really know or like that well, but you, you know, it's like, hey, it's you, it's me, we're in this community together. And we bonded together in our spiritual houses of worship. That's what weekends are for. That's why they were invented in America because of the Sabbath day so we could worship our God. But man, it would, it would, our country would be fixed in so many ways, not perfect, but it'd be fixed in so many ways if people just went back to church. Even if, even if you don't believe in God, if you went back to church, you would know so many more people. You would have such, have such a sense of community. You would not be lonely. <laughs> your mental health would improve, especially with your children. Please take your children to church. For their, men, for their mental health, take them to church. 
I don't even have time to get into this, the, the stats on this. A great book on, on this side related, and it's on my list to read, reread this year, is uh, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters by Dr. Meg Meeker. It's, it's not a, a religious book at all. It's a, it's a doctor's look at the sociological evidence of what makes um, girls, uh, what reduces their suicidal tendencies, their, uh, their chances of STDs, uh, depression, and then what leads to like healthier relationships and joy and, and self-confidence and all these things, um, lower eating disorders, all these things. She just looks at the this, this stats and she gives dads, she believes fathers have the most influence on their daughters. So that's why it's written for fathers and it's 10 things fathers should do. It's a great book. It's on my list of the 52 book challenge this year. You should read it. But one of the, one of the 10 things is that you should teach your kids about God. Take them to a place of worship. And she says, look, even if you don't believe in God, it doesn't matter. This, the, the scientific evidence shows if children believe in God, they turn out healthier. Wow. What a concept. Tangent over. Weekends are to spend time with your friends and spiritual community. Your, your whole mental health would improve if you did that. Number four reason to take time off on weekends. So you can live your actual life so you have more depth and humanity to bring to your business and to your clients. I, I don't understand this. Like I love my business. I love my work, but I also want to live and do life outside of my business. So I don't even understand people. They're like, well, there's nothing else I want to do. I'm like, oh my gosh, your life must suck. If there's nothing else you want to do, then work. So please find something to do. You have so much more to offer the world than just your work. But two, if, you all, if all you care about is work, and, and delivering the best for your clients and your customers, uh, especially if you're a content creator, then the best thing you could do is go live life outside of your work to create experiences, memories, to learn things, to add depth and interest to yourself as a person so that you have more to bring into your work. Your clients, your customers, they live lives outside of their work. You could bring more to the conversation if you lived a life outside of your work. And number five reason to take off weekends, and this one is very practical if you want to succeed in business, is it forces you to be more efficient. It forces you to be more efficient. Parkinson's law states that work expands to fill the time allotted for its completion. Work expands to whatever you give it. It's always expanding. So when you say I'm working seven days a week, I don't actually believe you're getting to your goal faster. You might. That assumes that those extra two days you're working outside of versus someone who's working five days are just as productive as the first five days. But that's a huge assumption. Parkinson's law would state that if you go from working five days a week to seven days a week, you're just gonna fill those two days with more work. It doesn't mean it's the right work. It doesn't mean it's work that moves the needle. It doesn't mean that it's even good work. It's just going to be filled. The opposite is true. If you say, I don't want to work seven days a week. I want to work five days a week. You know, even better, I want to work four days a week. I want to take Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays off. It forces you to get focused and the work will just only take four days a week because you won't be as wasteful with your time. You won't twiddle around on Instagram. You won't twiddle around in your inbox. You won't tweak the color of that text in your thumbnail a million times like you're Mr. Beast. Like you just won't. You'll just pick a color and move on. And guess what? Your business will grow just as fine, just as fast. I, Parkinson's law is real, y'all. It's real. So 
it's it's to me it's wildly inefficient to work seven days a week or six days a week like you, you, if you can't run your business in five days a week it's just inefficient now if you get it mega efficient and you're like i need to work a couple of extra days this week for this launch coming up or whatever and you can make those days just as efficient because you've learned efficiency then I, yeah those are probably be productive days and sure if it's for a time it's for a season for a moment i get it but I'm guessing if you're working around the clock, it's because you're just wildly inefficient. It's not really doing you any uh, benefit to work more hours. That's just 14 years of experience and seeing it play out in other in clients' lives. Okay, so we got to wrap this up. So Alex, I love you, man. I think you're a brilliant and I, I'm not trying to pick on you. It's just your, your post came through my feed. And you were the name on it. But if this was, I've Elon Musk, I disagree with some of the things he says, even though I think he's brilliant. When it comes to this post in general, no matter who would have said it, I do think you need a weekend. I think at, at minimum, you should want a weekend. But I actually do think you need a weekend. And anyone who says you don't need a weekend, they'll, they'll change their tune eventually when they flame out, when that equal and opposite reaction comes from just pushing so hard. And some of us have more grit than others and can, and can push hard for a decade. But eventually that, that reaction comes, that downshift comes. One way or another, it comes. So yes, you should take a weekend off. I think you should take three-day weekends, minimum. And if you want to be crazy, see what you can do one day a week, just as a thought exercise. If you had to run your business a one day a week, what would you do? I'm not saying you want to do that, but that just gets you to be more efficient, which is a wonderful thing. And then listen, if your weekends aren't doing it for you, it's not the weekend's fault. Maybe you just need to get some fresh ideas on what makes a satisfying weekend. Maybe you just need some hobbies. Maybe you just need to work on your relationships and actually spend some time with people that you love. Maybe you need to work on your friendships this year. Maybe you just need to spend a lot of time in prayer or meditation or in silence. Or maybe you just need to read more books. Take, take two days off a week to just read books. I'm doing this 52-book challenge this year. I'm reading a book a week. Like It only takes you three and a half hours to read a 50,000-word personal development book. You could do that on a Saturday morning, even if you're busy all week long. Like There's a million things you could do in your weekend, but I think it's only going to benefit you. and I think you're going to love it. Trust me, if you're doing weekends right, you're going to love it. It's not going to be perfect. I don't like cleaning my house on the weekend. It's not my favorite. But it is so good for your heart, your soul, your body, your relationships, and ultimately for the success of your business too. Let me know what you think. Do you need a weekend? Do you take weekends off? How many days do you take off? What's, what, tell me this in a comment below. What is the, the best thing you get from your weekends if you do take them off? Put a comment below. And if you totally disagree with me and you're like, I think Alex is right and you're crazy, dude, please tell me as well. It's totally fine. This is a free free place. Just, this is my show. So I'm gonna tell you my opinion. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Have an amazing week. I hope your new year is off to a great start and I'll see you on another episode real soon. Hey.